Hi, everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a presentation by Jennifer Lankin that was done at our Innovative Solutions for Lipedema and Lymphedema virtual symposium that was held in October of 2021. Jennifer is a woman living with lipolymphedema and obesity. She shared her journey of growing up feeling different and unable to do anything about her lower body weight gain. She talks about using various surgeries and diet to better manage her condition and now enjoys a much higher quality of life. I was always pretty much a normal, healthy child. I didn't start gaining weight really until I was puberty. We don't think anyone else had lipedema or lymphedema in my family, possibly my grandmother on my mom's side. Her legs were larger, but they always wore compression stockings, pantyhose or whatever most of the time anyways. So you couldn't really tell in some of the pictures. You can see some of it, but nowhere near like mine, and no one else really has. They all pretty much have normal-looking legs, except for me. I have been on every diet you can imagine, pills, over-the-counter, pretty much failed, most of them. I mean, like with Weight Watchers, I did lose 100 pounds, but then I gained it all back. My legs started getting heavy, I would say. 13, 14, and then I started just wearing long dresses, skirts, anything to cover them up. I didn't really wear pants because by then my calves were already starting to get large, so pants usually didn't fit. I was always healthy, going to doctors, um, never had any health issues except for the weight. The only issue I had was thyroid, blood pressure, never had diabetes. Everything was always totally normal, never took anything else. And I would say that to my doctor, you know, should I be concerned? She goes, oh, you might just have edema, you know, and she would put me on water pills. So I just figured, okay, well, I'll just keep doing this, hiding my legs, doing what I'm doing, working, and went on with my life. Until about Four years ago, I started gaining quite a bit of weight. The shame of like leaving a room, I felt like my parents pitied me, I guess. You know, I could feel their eyes on me as I'd leave, you know, feeling sorry for me. You know, they didn't realize how large my legs were, I don't think, because I covered them up so well. They didn't see the large lobules that I had hanging. I just went on about my life as best I could. And they moved away, moved to Florida. So they didn't see everything that was going on. I mean, I would go to work and come home. I never did anything else, never went anywhere. I was embarrassed for the way I looked, but I could control the way I looked on the outside, like my face, my hair. So everything was always perfect looking. And I never complained. I just figured, okay, well, I'm going to live with this. This is my life. About 2019, I had my gastric bypass. And then I think I met with Dr. Gutowski in January 
of 2020. I've had three surgeries since with him. I have paid for them all. My insurance didn't cover it. We drove back and forth. I never stayed in the hospital with him. We did a surgery center and then stayed in a hotel and we drove home the next day. It's about three hours drive. He's amazing. He listens. He asks what I wanted. And then, and then he says, okay, this is what we can do. And I can get my lower leg soft when I do my wraps. I have the mm, Juzo wraps. I think they are the overnight. They Velcros all the way up to my hips. I wear compressions like a 15, 20 mm, whatever that is every day. I just got new pumps. Yay. So I can start using those again. I do my own MLD. I mean, I've been doing this for so long and I can tell a difference if I'm up, you know, for eight hours a day, my legs still swell, the lower, the upper don't, my thighs sometimes are smaller than my calves, but from where I was four years ago, I'm hundred percent more mobile. I can ride in my car like a normal person, not having to worry about whether I can close the door. I can do things with my family and not make excuses. I try to walk every day. I don't walk, you know, far and I don't walk fast only because my legs still swell, you know, by the end of the day. And they do get heavy. If I do something, my lower legs still get heavy, but And I still, because I'm still so self-conscious of my lower legs, I don't care how they look, but my lower legs are still so big and I still have ankle cuffs. I mean, they're huge, especially my left one is still larger than my right. But from where I was four years ago, I would do it a hundred times over, you know, not having to worry about, am I going to get in bed? Is the bed going to break? I am now down to 175, give or take 10 pounds, depending on my legs and the fluid in them. But I have a life where I didn't before. I wasn't living. I was basically going to work, coming home. So for anyone going through this journey and your legs look like mine, there is hope. Currently, I guess because I had the Ruin-Y surgery, they pretty much do a high-protein, low-carb diet for eating some veggies and fruits if you have room because of the sugar and all that causes inflammation. So I pretty much do a keto diet and I don't eat a lot. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I have not had a piece of candy or something like that. But in the beginning for me, eating was really hard with this surgery, Um, the gastric bypass. I, I don't know. I know other people have different problems or they don't. I did in the beginning. I'm fine now. I'm what two years out now. I've lost 350 pounds total. So for me, the ruin why gastric bypass isn't for everybody, but for me, it's worked so far. Knock on wood. You know, long term, you know, I don't know, you know, how things go. Obviously you can gain your weight back. So it's what you choose to do and how you're going to eat. So obviously low carb, high protein is working for me. And I just want to say again, thank you all for allowing me to share my journey. 
Thank you, Jennifer. That was such an inspirational story. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us at the symposium last year. And if you enjoyed this excerpt, you can learn more about our virtual symposiums by visiting our website at lipedema-simplified.org that will be held April 29 to 30. This one is called Keto Revolution for Lipedema and Lymphedema. And it will be followed by a post-symposium workshop on the carnivore diet. And that will be on Sunday, May 1st. And thank you all of you to our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick An exciting announcement just to let you know our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org. And be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.